Welcome, everyone, again to the next episode of the Left of Greg podcast. As usual, I am your host, Brian Marin. Tonight, of course, we are joined by Mr. Greg Williams, who the podcast is affectionately named after. And tonight, we also have Jeff Williams on, who is a huge background in executive and dignitary protection. He's been on one of our our previous podcast before, as well as a law enforcement background. And also, we have on Sean Clemens. He's also been a recurring guest on the show. And he's, same thing, executive dignitary dignitary protection and uh, law enforcement background as well as have a lot of experience uh, doing this. And so what we're going to kind of go over today is kind of a, a, you know, a second part of the previous one we did on the topic. And what we're going to do is talk about different experiences from that executive and dignitary protection background that just the average person at home could use, could know, just knowing some information could use that to make themselves a little bit safer, a little bit smarter, a little bit stronger, a little faster, you know, a, a harder target for themselves, uh, their house, their school, their kids, their family. And so we'll kind of uh, tell a few stories and then go into what the takeaways are and, and what you can actually use to do that. So I think uh, before we get started, I just want to mention a couple things. Guys, if anyone listening want more information, can always go to the website. I'll have that posted on here, arcadiacognorati.com. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. It's somewhere. I think right over there or right over there, depending on where I end up on the screen, uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, that'll uh, help us out and you'll get just a, you know, you'll know when we post new stuff and it just helps us out with uh, what we're trying to do. Uh, please like or comment on some of the videos. If you have any questions, just type them in right there. You call us out, type it in right there and we, we will respond and we can do something, uh, a specific topic that people are interested in. So always hit that. You can always download these on iTunes. So just go to the iTunes and download Left of Greg podcast, listen to them uh, on your way into work uh, when you're uh, driving in or when you're on a run, whatever you want to do when you're working out, just uh, have that run in the background. Maybe you'll pick something up. That's good. So that part uh, being said, we'll go ahead and get started here. So today, again, like I just said, we're going to be talking about some, some takeaways, uh, some experiences from executive and dignitary protection that we can use right here at home. And a lot of this stuff, uh, especially just in, in my experience, is, is really not hard. It's, it's low-calorie stuff that anyone can do. And that's what people don't even realize what a lot of security really is. It's all about prevention. So obviously, us and our human behavior pattern recognition and analysis uh, that's all about prevention, right? We, we'd rather, any security professional will tell you they would rather just not have the event happen, mitigate an event, uh, rather than having to react to a situation. Because if you're reacting, you're behind the power curve. So, uh, Greg, I don't know if you want to start off and, and add a few things in before we throw it to uh, Sean and, and, and Jeff. Yeah, just a, just a brief comment. I, uh, uh, I like your shout-out for the website, everybody. If you want to know what makes people a subject matter expert, Go and take a look at the resumes, the storied careers of the people that are on. Uh, Jeff Williams' uh, long 18-year history with executive and dignitary protection, uh, two decades as a law enforcement officer, uh, very good in the military. I know this for a fact because Jeff broke his leg almost at the end of his basic training and had to get recycled and go back. So he's got a lot of life experience with that. He's probably very happy about remembering that. Uh, Sean Clemens. Executive and dignitary protection expert, um, longtime friend, valued police officer. I've known him since the 80s. Got to see him on the streets in a, a very target-rich environment that was very semi-permissive and kinetic. Uh, but, Brian, my point being that their fathers and their husbands, they have significant others right. at homes, 
they, they've uh, uh, been through hell and back like Audie Murphy, but they are not just bringing their work experience. They're bringing their home life and, and sharing it with us, and I think that's where we're going to learn. And what I'm excited about is, you know, I, I walked in today. I, I had a ton to do, and, you know, Brian, we did a couple of uh, business calls earlier this morning. I walked into a hardware store. I had to pick out one thing at the hardware store, and there's an entire section in Gunnison, Colorado, very small mountain town, maybe 6,000 residents in the middle of nowhere. There's an entire section of the hardware store for home security, from armor guard right. to door locks to, to cameras and doorbells and all kind of stuff that's going to help you record your own death like a cop's body cam or, mm-hmm. or record the guy stealing your TV set, and there's no brain with it. And, and my thing about that is, uh, where's the user manual? Where, where's the, the control manual for what to do in a high-tension t- situation? We can buy all these toys and these gadgets, but there's nothing that tells me how to up-armor my brain. So I'm looking forward to some of that today, too. Well, yeah, and, and one of the things you just mentioned with, with what we would call material <laughs> solution that you just mentioned is, is a lot of times when you, a lot of people don't even know how to use those correctly. So you'll see cameras put up, and you're like, well, that's not going to even capture anything. You put that in the wrong spot. Or just little stuff like that, but but once again, that's a uh, instead of looking at what to buy, why don't I just learn? Hey, what to look for? How do I do this? You know, how do I assess my environment? <clears throat> just you know, while I'm got while I'm going to the grocery store, and I got six other things I got to do today, and I, I've got you know these three things that the kids got to do today. It, with all that going on in your life, how do you do this? You know, what it, what is it that makes it so? So you got to go to these guys who are the professionals who who are you know, doing that daily for a client, say, let's say, but then, exactly. then continue that after hours with, with their family and, 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 you know, see, see how that works. So, and so what's unique about this, Brian, is they get to peel back that onion. They get to look inside the Fabergé egg of two world-renowned experts that have done this. They plied their trades for decades with really high-profile clients. So I would also encourage our viewers, if they've got a question, and they want to know something further. They want an episode specifically to drill down in about safety at a hotel or a parking garage or some other topic. Heck, we've got access to a bunch of experts. We'd be honored to answer your questions. Absolutely. So, uh, Jeff or Sean, we'll, we'll pass to you guys now uh, to, to kind of just kick it off with some of the common themes or some of the common things you see when, when dealing with clients, like the the you know, what is the pattern that emerges of just immediate things that you would say, all right, here's what we need to do right now, today, this minute, that will help you today, this minute. I mean, uh, if you, go ahead. And Brian, Jeff is so relevant, he's actually speaking to us from the back of a police car where he's in custody. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, that, that'll, that's good that you're doing this limited objective experiment for us. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate. I have that. my Miranda rights. I can't speak right now. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they so, yeah, go ahead. So I'll I'll uh, I'll chime in. So a, a big thing, what what the average person doesn't realize is they do a lot of preparation in their own home life for things. They uh, I, I have you know kids, uh, grandkids. Uh, we we prepare their lunches. We make sure that at certain times, uh, hey, they got to have this item or that item to go somewhere. And we don't do that in our own lives going on. And the biggest thing I find with my clients is they expect me to prepare that for them. Where you at home could, for instance, you at home go to Walmart. Um, if, if every time you go to Walmart, I'll bet anybody that's ever shopped at Walmart pretty much knows where that one item is or those two items that they went after, what aisle they're in, where they're at, what section they are. 
they don't have to usually ask somebody or look up at a sign saying, hey, do you have Clorox or you have this or that? And if, if every day you would take that, that mere moment to prepare yourself for going into a place and knowing a, a preset escape route. Sean, you, you know what I'm talking about, doing advanced to be able to get your client out at certain doors, certain areas, certain situations. At home, you can do that with your kids. You can pre-plan that. It's not a big deal to do. It's not something that's taking a lot of your time. You just have made a choice that everybody, the so-to-speak fire alarm at home deal, everybody grabs this, they go out this door, or they go out that door. Yeah, I, I like that uh, uh, fire alarm uh, analogy and because it's, it's actually... I think that that would resonate with most people because, you know, we, we've had this discussion before. I know Greg and I even just talked about it on the last podcast, or I think is that, you know, you got schools right now that are trying to implement, you know, active shooter training strategies. Okay. I, I get it. You know, that's a little bit what we would call right of bang. It's after the effect, but it's still, it's, it's a response that's, that's needed. And, you know, you have people coming out saying like, hey, you know, we don't want to do this. It's going to stress kids out. It's going to scare them. But, but you know, you do the same thing. We, you, you do a fire drill, whatever it is, once a month or once a quarter at the school. The fire department shows up. You, get, you go know where, to, where you're supposed to go, who you're supposed to report to, where your section goes to. We've been doing that for so long now because, you know, uh, you know, 80, 100 years ago, you know, there, kids were dying in school fires and someone went, hey, wait a minute. Hey, we should probably plan for this, and and it's really no different. So I like the fire alarm uh, analogy: is that hey, when this happens, hey, this is your responsibility. That's what you're going to do. So so that's a good one, and and it, it doesn't have to be something elaborate or or expensive at, at all. Right, right, and it's something it's something where the family can it can make it their own. Okay, so one of my clients, they have a certain thing that they do and I won't release some of the stuff but right. it's it's only pertained to that family and and it's it's I mean every time I go I know that that's one thing that they operate off of well you do the same in your family there's there's stuff that's so simple that you could ultimately get yourself out of a jam or out of a situation just by pre-planning that few moments and reminding them Hey guys, we're going to do this on this thing here, and it's just a simple, basic thing to start out with a foundation to start from. Yeah, and Jeff, one thing that you brought up, I think that's important to hit on. Uh, three things, actually, Brian. If I may be so bold, the the one is uh, got a call this morning uh, early from a good friend in Wales, and Brian, you know who I'm talking about. He'd gone yeah. through the training, and he's a huge proponent, and he works for a major airline now. And he said his biggest fear is that he's going to end up right of bang and left of help. And so the confidence and competence that he got from rehearsing the strategies that he was taught in class made him feel like, hey, listen, I can survive this. And, and I think that right of bang, left of help is a scary place to be without training. Uh, uh, the second thing is, Jeff, you hit on uh, uh, something I think is important, and I know uh, if we drill down, what you mean and you know safe words and certain locations that we don't tell people about that we'll meet if this person shows up hey is mr dale home that means to run but but i think it goes even further than that you can turn it into just like game night with the family or puzzle night you know we do at, at home sunday family fun day every sunday the family gets together and we do an event 
after that event, whatever's the relevant thing to talk about, we talk about. And whether it's a political issue that's going on or, or something else that's going on in the news that we should watch out for, we talk about escape routes. And what would you do if you're locked out of your vehicle? Just simple things. And, and at 4.30 this morning, the news in Denver had an entire section, and it went 15 minutes. I timed it, and then there was six minutes of commercials before they got back to the news. And it was about transvestite story time that they're doing in the libraries in Denver. Now, listen, I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. I don't care what you do in the public as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical. But they spent 15 minutes on debating whether transvestite story time is good or bad, which I don't really give a damn about, when they could have said, I'm going to take a third of that time and give you life skills that are going to make you safer, smarter, and harder to keep. Right. I'm going to right. tell you where to park. Like, like, for example, backing in your vehicle. When you back your vehicle into a parking space, which pisses off management because they've got to pay the parking blocks all the time, what you're doing is you're giving a kid a chance because more kids are killed in, uh, you know, by an adult with an SUV backing over their own kid. Uh, also, if you're right. a, a private carry owner and there's a shooting, uh, I can use that big engine block uh, to, to save myself and return fire. Or something as simple as, <clears throat> that's where the battery is. So if my battery goes dead, the guy that's jumping me doesn't have to try to fight through the snow to get to the rear of the car. So strategies don't have to be elaborate to work. They can be Correct. simple, and they don't have to cost a lot of money. Correct. And this is something that that when we do advanced work, in, in my company we do advanced work, we get together and we start, it's, you may think crazy, but we start pulling these simple things together creating that that advance for the the particular person that we're dealing with off of that you go you you know on your your kids uh, uh, all of you that that have children out there um, you have a safe point someplace in your house or someplace in your in the store you say hey Johnny no matter what happens you're going to meet me at this point right here how many people do that all the time or remind them when they go in they just aimlessly it's what we talked about last time they take this, this cell phone, yep, and they right. bury their face into it, and they ignore everything going on when stuff's happening right in front of them that they would just look up. Look up. Look above your waistline and look up, and you might see what's going on. So, so, so that's my real, big real simple quick, thing. On that, yeah. And, Jeff, you, you hit it uh, yeah. uh, on the head right there. So when we came, after we were talking to Shelly the other night, and, and she was you know going through the same thing, literally step one, us. Yeah. step one, step yeah. one, was just what you said, put down the phone. So we yeah. put it in a yeah. process and literally step one, the most basic thing. And in my comment too is, Hey, you know, it, uh, you know, it's sad. It sucks that we have to start there where we're usually at least when you're teaching the stuff or years ago before our reliance on technology, you at least had a standard with, okay, when you're looking around, but now we have to, you literally have to tell people, stop, look up, put the phone down. It's like, Bingo. You, yeah. you, and, and, and most of the time that right there alone you're going to see something and go, oh, that's a little yeah. odd. I'll never be able to use this one again, but uh, Shelly and I were in a, in a place in Poway, or Poway California, and uh, we were separated, and there were thousands of people at this venue, and uh, all of a sudden I started seeing the, the indicators, uh, clusters of cues that led me to believe that it was going to get out of hand and it was going to get pretty bad. And, uh, Brian, you, you probably know the incident I'm talking about. Anybody do. else, do your yeah. homework. And uh, so I had to get uh, to Shelly. Cell phones were, were useless. Everybody was on the phone. The, the net was starting to get jammed, and I knew that we had to do an exit strategy. So I looked at the steward or whatever you want to call the person that was closest to me that clearly worked at the place, and I said, hey, I have to page somebody. It's an emergency. And the guy said, yeah, right on. What, what do you need to page? 
and I said, Mrs. Galifianakis. So if you watched uh, Super Troopers at any of your life, that Galifianakis guy was a soap truck driver. So Shelly and I had come up with the strategy. If you ever hear that over the page, or if that's the only thing I can say, that means bug out, I'll meet you at Destination 1, our rally point. And sure enough, it worked uh, perfectly. Now, I'll never be able to use that. We'll have to come up with a new code. But something that simple. And why Galifianakis? Because nobody would say that over a loudspeaker. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, and, uh, Sean, you'll remember on the road, uh, uh, 35 years ago, it was bananas. If I ever told Sean bananas, that meant it was bad. It was bad right now. And I'm not an advocate of, of saying, hey, Mr. Johnson, when I see a guy with a gun, I say gun. But in that situation where it's ramping up and it's still well left the bang and you want to cue somebody in on the danger, there's nothing wrong with that. And you should have a hand signal. You should have a backup to your phone. Sure. Motorola sure. costs a couple of bucks. And, again, we don't have to bring it into a gun situation. This could go exactly. to a mere medical situation, right. to a mere missing child situation. Right. There's something exactly. that's gone on that's so basic. Uh, you know, how about how about color of the day? You know, yes, where does that all come from at that time? It's that kind of stuff that normal people, and I say normal, I mean families that aren't in the security business would understand, guys. It's right, something right, exactly. they would understand. You're using normal from the clinical standpoint right. that there's trained and educated personnel, then there's your average person that doesn't have that level. But what you're also right. saying here is that it doesn't have to always go kinetic. It can be a simple no. thing of educating yourself to think your way out of it. And that's why we call it advanced critical thinking. Sean? Right. I, I agree with everything, obviously, but um, we talked a bunch of times about strategy, strategy, strategy. And I, I think that's for a reason. I think it's important for everybody to have an exit strategy no matter where you're at. It could be on foot, it could be in a car, it could be at the mall, wherever it is. You have to think your way out of situations. You have to think. It's kind of like driving. You have to drive it 10 seconds ahead of where you're at. If anybody's watched the, the other podcast, they always know I relate everything back to my kids because uh, kids are like uh, normal Americans, good people, good hearts, just sometimes they're, they're clueless as to what's around them. Their, their eyes haven't been uh, you know, shown the way, so to speak, and so we have to kind of ground them and, and, and remind them. Quick story about exit strategies, teaching my, my, uh, my oldest how to drive. Um, constantly reminder, leave distance in front of the car, leave distance in front of the car. So finally we get up to a red light. You know, she pulls up, almost touching the bumper in front of her. I have to remind her, leave some distance in front of you. And then I explain to her, well, what happens if something cracks off? You have no distance in front of you. Just having at least 10 feet in front of you, a car length, you can get out if something goes off in front of you. And that it wasn't two months later, we're going down the road, we stop at a light, we see a, a couple of guys at the, at the red light, they're arguing. One guy gets out of his car, throws his Big Mac, and hits the window ne next, to the, next to the car he's arguing with. We happened to be behind the car. My daughter had left enough space, and I had already been on her. We're going to need to turn around if this gets any. If this goes sideways, luckily it was just a big back. Nobody got hurt. We got a good yeah. lesson learned out of it. Always leave yourself an exit strategy, no matter what. So yeah, now, if it's a road rage situation, that you've got that extra three quarters of a second of human reaction time built in, and you can, heaven forbid, if you have to. Take your 5,000, 6,000-pound vehicle and use it to help you get out of the situation, which you can't do when you're parked bumper-to-bumper bumper at the light and, and nobody's paying attention to the light change. And, and you know, uh, uh, Brian, I think what Sean said about the exit strategy is important, and you said it too. Uh, why is it, Brian, that we have exit strategies for bad dates, elaborate exit yeah. strategy? 
for when we meet somebody at a bar and we want to get out of it. Yes. And uh, when somebody uh, first gets 911 at their new house, everybody calls the cops just to see if it worked. Is that my address? But when it comes up to it, every month there's a show on TV that shows somebody used the, hey, I lost my dog, would you help me find it, get in a car, and kidnaps a kid, and then they do the expose and say, look how easy it was. Hey, you want a free ice cream? Get in the back of my van. And you know what I think part of the answer is? No institutional memory. Because yes. as a family unit, if you don't rehearse as a unit, if you don't say, what, like Sean just did, uh, Aesop's Fable, what would you do in this situation? Okay, we're going to lose that, and we don't pass that on. And when it's not passed on, skills atrophy. All skills atrophy over time. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I agree on that. In the fact that I was going to relate to that, and it's a learned process. It's a practice process. It's something that you literally have to practice. Um, I, I give you for instance. Um, I'm, I'm just strange like this, but that that gap between things. When we go through a drive-through at a Burger King, McDonald's with the kids. They're always telling me, "Hey, Grumpy, pull up. Hey, pull up." You know. I don't do that, but they automatically just think that you're supposed to be on the next car in front of you. And, and if you relate that to the average person, how many people sit at a light? In Detroit, You would, if the light turned green, you didn't go right away. If so, you'd get T-boned out. <laughs> get T-boned, that was something yeah. you learned after that period of time. But it's practice, guys. It's something that people have to literally put the effort in to practice that. Jeff, Jeff we were uh, uh, Brian Marin, uh, Will Atkinson. I can't think of the third person, and I it might have been Shelly. Uh, Brian, if you remember, we were downtown Oceanside, and we're using that uh, urban hide to observe the activity on the road, and a surveillance crew was parked near, what's that famous bar, uh, the Peerview? Uh, There's a surveillance crew parked near the Peerview pub, and the surveillance crew was blacked out, man. You couldn't tell which Vic it was. But from our remote location, the funny thing was that the guy on the driver's side kept pressing the brake when he was stretching and leaning back so the brake lights would come on. So here, <laughs> this crack team, and I can't say there's SEALs from Coronado because Brian told me, but uh, let's say that it was some group uh, uh fishmen or something, right? Here, these guys are just doing themselves ugly without even thinking about it on close-in survey right. because they never considered that. And you know why? Because they didn't rehearse that skill in the Walmart parking lot. Right. Hell, anybody can park in Walmart. They can do their, their laundry in Walmart. They can use the bathroom. Walmart's got the most liberal policies I've ever seen. But why wouldn't we use that parking lot just to stage that? Sean, I know uh, you remember back uh, uh, when, when we lived on that uh, uh, street in Warren, Michigan, and there was that huge parking lot that was out there. I would take everybody out to the to the construction zones and all that other stuff and teach them evasive driving techniques. Even even when you were a rook and I first met you, that was the first thing. How do we how do we do this bootleg turn? How do we do this? How do we do it? And it wasn't because it was fun. It was to get out of a dangerous situation. I, I don't know if you remember that far back because you got hit really hard. Well, this uh, so so a lot of these stuff too, and and since everyone kind of brought up with, with kids and stuff too, and I like again the 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 fire alarm strategy, you know, and and you each family makes it their own. It's so much from my experience. It's actually easier with younger kids because they don't have all the file folders we do, right? We don't have they don't have the experiences. They haven't seen as many movies, so they don't think crazy stuff. It's just hey, this is what you need to do. Like when I, I, I know I told this story before, I think to you, Greg, when I, I took the little one and she's up uh, in her little loft bedroom 
And so there's a spiral staircase you see behind me. It goes up there. And same thing, like, all right, hey, this flashlight is is only for emergency purposes. I'll give you one to play with, but this one's for emergencies, right? It's going to sit right here. Okay, now go in your bed, close your eyes. Now I want you to get up, keep your eyes closed, and I want you to feel your way around and walk all the way over there. And she got it and, you know, did it, took the light out, and like, okay, so now can you find that? If all the lights were out and there was no power and it's completely dark and she, the light bulb instantly went on, like, yeah, I just did it with my eyes closed. And I was like, okay, that's all it took. Now, if that happens, right. she's not going to come up with six different or what should I do or what it's it's going to click exactly. right away. And, and, that and light skills, bulb on. It's not going to be an overwhelmed by emotions. It's not going to be overwhelmed by events. And, and Brian, you remember uh, that when we were training the Marines at the lowest level, uh, and, and what I mean is introductory level Marines, basic Marines, and we we're at the infantry immersive trainer, a, a, a facility that probably cost four million dollars a year to run and was the best technology in the world. What we did is we took a giant evolutionary step backwards, and we said, do you remember when you were a kid? Say no, go, and tell. Okay, yeah. if it feels wrong, don't go down that alley. If this guy don't look right, if there's an incongruent signal, that might have been too much for their brains to process. If we said it's an anomaly, maybe that's too much. But look, everything has a baseline. The parking structure has a baseline. The parking spot that you're going to pull into. And you know what? If you pull in and the car next to you is all fogged up, don't be surprised when somebody jumps out and grabs you. Those are very simple strategies. And you know the most important thing of that is not just to say no, not just to go, have an exit strategy like we talked about, but tell somebody. The say no, go right. and tell strategy is if I don't say something. Uh, uh, my son got into a situation last night where he observed uh, a person that was buying a large amount of uh, a thing uh, that can only be used for two things. It's butane. And in this situation with the amount the person was buying, it's likely going to be an IED or a bomb, or it's likely going to be used in the manufacture of methamphetamine. So he immediately cued in on that called me, and, and when I was going to tell him, hey, listen, you need to call and report that, he's like, oh, I already did. I just want to tell you about my observation. That's brilliant. What do I know? Who needs to know, and have I told them? And if kids learn that structure early, then kids aren't right. going to be victims. So, so this, is, this works for SEALs, and it works for your, your, your six-year-old. It's not hard. It's, right. a, it's a strategy. Sean, how often do you do rehearsals with your, your kids and your family? All the time. I mean, uh, that, that's a great story, Brian. I, I can relate to, you know, everything what you're saying. I, I uh, we've taught them from day one. Uh, I was taught from day one, so I taught them, you know, the acronym for war within arm's reach. Don't let anybody within arm's reach. That's the danger zone. You know, somebody can reach and get you. Bouncing back to my kids, my daughter's filling up fuel at Costco by herself. She can't get the Costco card to work at the gas pump, so she sees a security guard walking over towards her. And he's going, hey, you can use my card. You can use my card. You can use my card. And he gets about within arm's reach. He takes her card and flings her card at him. And then she says, I got to go. And she ran into and talked to the gas attendant inside the building. She didn't know that guy from Adam. That could have been a ruse. You know, right. everything was great. Right. Everything worked out great right. for her. And it was just a security guard trying to help her out and saw that she was having a problem. But it could have been something on the flip. It could have been the most dangerous situation she ran into that night instead of, the, instead of just something, you know, uh, you know, like a broken gas cart. So, so if a normal right. human has a three-quarters of a second reactionary gap, 
uh, uh, and that's built by sympathetic and parasympathetic and the nerves and the brain and, and the transmission system. And somebody's going to say, no, you can do it instantaneously. Yeah, but you don't have the, the mens rea. You don't have the critical thinking going along with that. That's just a knee-jerk reaction. So that's not a strategy is what I'm trying to tell you. Right. And it's hardwired. But when you take a look at the situation, if you don't have a beginning, a middle, and an end, then you're likely to do nothing. That's where freeze comes from. That that you know the the freeze in the animal kingdom too. When you're shocked and you're surprised, the two most dangerous times for our viewers at home are moments of sheer terror and moments of, sheer, of boredom. sheer boredom. When right. you are not paying yep. attention and you're buying your funyuns and your big gulp and you're walking out of the place and you go, wow, that smells funny. That's almost like sulfur and cordite. And the next thing it hits you when you're walking in the store yeah. is. Oh my God! I smell that same thing on a gun range. Well, you know? Greg, and I think that that moments of of you know sheer boredom kind of needs a little bit more of a, an elaboration. That's not necessarily what, what what people think of it is. So you know, imagine I live in in, in an urban area. It's a smaller city on the coast in California, right? So I have my bubble, my area that for the most part I don't ever really leave unless I'm traveling for work to go training somewhere, doing whatever. Certainly. Uh, you, you know, so I don't, I don't go anywhere besides, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym and if we're going to go grab something to eat, that's it. I don't, you know, that's, that's my, but, but it's all within here. So it's kind of interesting that you can ask any, any, you know, uh, expert or any auto insurance person on where, you know, the most likely place you're going to get into a traffic accident is. And that's just within that bubble, within those couple miles of your home. So exactly. why is that? Because your brain shuts off when you get back into that bubble and that comfort area, that boring area, because it, it's boring to you because you've been there so much. You've experienced it the whole time. It's not new. It's not exciting. It's not, oh, we're driving somewhere new where you see everything. And, oh, look, there's the deer. Oh, look at the foliage. Exactly. You know? Because that's new to you, so your your brain is stimulated by that. But inside that bubble, inside that little area that we just get so accustomed to, it's it's uh you know it it's it doesn't it doesn't phase us anymore. And and that's just you know we can get into adaptation and change blindness. But I ju it just recalled this hit me when we were talking on here one time, Greg, a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, like you know there was kind of a loud noise and a dog barked and it picked up in the microphone. Exactly. I painted it out. You sat there and went, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's good because I knew what that sound was, but I barely even noticed it. Now, if you hear where you're at sitting at your home, uh, <laughs> a loud noise and a dog barking, something's going on. So exactly. you just change that baseline a little bit, but we get used to that, and it's like, yeah, you know, hey, I got to go take a look at what that is. So, so that, that's kind of what we mean. I think that, that would be a, a good description of what we mean by sh sheer boredom. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's just add one layer to that, Brian. You're exactly right. So remember, my brain hates divided attention, and I don't want to burn one extra calorie doing any of my functions today because my brain is lazy, and all human beings are lazy no matter what you say. And what happens is when I find a routine, horrible word, behavior, then I tend to check out. Everybody that's listening in has had the experience where you were driving on a freeway and you don't remember anything for the yeah. last few miles until you get to your exit and you go, holy crap, yeah, what have get, I been doing? You get all the way home and you don't remember the ride. Yeah. yeah. So a low level of situation that's brought on from fatigue or from repetition or from anything else is one of your worst enemies. And the other being overstimulation. Listen, external stressors, external uh, arousal and factors will start using up your brain space and you only have so much. So there's going to come a time where you have to say, time out. I have to take a step back and get a bigger view because if you don't, you're going to be, become overwhelmed by those events, and then it's too late. You're at bang. Left of bang means that gift 
time and distance so you can step back. And these guys are the professionals that they do a pre-deployment uh, 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 site survey. Then they go and they check out the facility. Then they go and meet with law enforcement. Then they go to the level one trauma center. Then they determine where the helicopters can go. They go down this checklist. And, and Jeff, I've worked with you before. Sean, I've worked with you before. I see the elaborate. And, and Brian, you, you said it the other uh, uh, day when you were talking about giving the order. And you said, okay, well, I've got these many steps in the order, and I've got to go through all this other stuff. The common, normal human being without training, and don't bag me on the normal, it's the average guy on the street, never even thinks about who's next to him in the sled. Even if the guy's beeping right. the horn and sitting there eating a burger, do you get what I'm trying to say? And they mm. turn up the radio and tune him out. Uh, when we see a homeless guy at the top of the ramp, we look at our change. We don't want to look at the homeless guy and see what he's got in his hand. Maybe it's not a sign. Routine behaviors are where the danger lurks. Right. If I can add to um, to change that aspect that uh, Sean or, or Sean was speaking about too, um, your your daughter uh, uh, teaching, you understand that that a lot of these learned situations that we implement um, become a normal you know knee jerk reaction in in a situation, and even though you took that small period of time to train and you may reinforce it later on hey remember i told you in this situation bing bang boom then that complacency doesn't fall all the time in front of them they they remember oh dad showed me this or oh gramps showed me this and it, without that training and without bringing that up they'll they don't know an answer they won't and, find and jeff, the answer they'll be yep. caught up and jeff additionally with sean's story about training his own family. Additionally, the brain's chemistry is hugely important here. So you've got electrochemical neurotransmitters, and some of those are good for good things and make us want to repeat behaviors. So, Sean, by reinforcing the behavior, and we could break down, Brian, on the board behind you, we could show all the different phases all the way up to the event horizon and the point of no return and stuff and the within arm's reach and throwing the distraction device and bugging out. We could show all of that. But if Sean hadn't said, hey, I'm going to give you an after-action review. Well done. That was very good. You did this. Now the brain's chemistry says, I want to repeat that behavior. Not that mm -hmm. I want to get into right. that situation again, but I can right. survive that situation. Confidence and competence are two elements that only training and education will give you. And training changes behaviors. That's a big one. So, right. so I, would, I would pass this to, to Sean and Jeff then. If you guys have, uh, you know, what are, what are the... What are the big things? What are the common things you see with with these people that it's their their family or just themselves that because because that's the beauty about when you do this skill set. It's not just for you. If you're doing that type of protection, you have that looking in and looking out, and you have that thirty thousand foot view of their life and what they're doing. So you get a great great angle to to dissect that stuff. So I was just curious, is like what are the consistent themes that you see? Apparently, there are no yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. We're thinking that's what they It's okay. So, so for instance, um, some of the consistencies that happen is that um, after, I don't know how to put it as in, in an easier term, after teaching them um, these roles, that it's almost like a role play that we do when we go to an event or we go somewhere. It's to where they... They, they start picking up that role. They start understanding why that role is there. And what I found is that simple, the simpler, the better. If I get very detailed with these, uh, with this, not the, not the group 
taking care of them, but the group that we're moving, I lose them. You know, that's a, a big thing is you need to start out and keep things simple. Um, once you go beyond that, you start losing their, not only their attention, they just don't, they can't focus or they can't get it, get it straight. Um, that's, that's a big thing I find is giving them too much. That's why I was talking earlier about it doesn't always have to be a shooting situation. It could be just a mere, you know, situation that came up, a, a minor thing that happened. Hey, I, I dropped my phone. I'm not sure. Did I leave it in aisle eight or six? Or did I bring a purse? Did I do this? Those simple things, um, you, have to, you have to keep simple and not make it always a tragic. Let me ask you a quick question, Jeff, and see uh, how good your memory is. And I can't do this with Sean because he was in a coma for a year, and so he has no memory unless I remind him with drawings. Uh, <laughs> but but hey, listen, Jeff, uh, you and I were uh, training, rehearsing in a hotel room in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, when I had to take yep. the police officer's standards training board test out. Uh, 27 people took it. I was the only one that passed. And uh, Jeff was timing me. And what I was doing is uh, rapid reloads, obviously with a uh, empty weapon, with no magazines, with none of the stuff back in the day where you could actually walk into a hotel with, a, with your gun belt and do this kind of thing, thinking that Glenwood Springs was close to uh, uh, Denver. On the map, it looked really close. Uh, boy, did I learn something. But Jeff and I had a, a, a drive out there because it was in Sean. You've done that drive with me, too. Uh, I was going for the chief of police of Avon, Colorado. It was a 24-hour drive. And so I always had to have a wingman. And Sean was many times, and then Jeff. Jeff, how long did we rehearse in that room skills that I had been doing at that time for 25 years? I mean, we spent yeah, long, all afternoon, long. but what were we yeah. doing? We were doing the Hours. basics. We were doing the basics. Yeah, the basics. Because if That's you, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Shoot, move, and communicate. I'm just you trying to say you've got to stay simple because what I, want, what I want these families to know is everybody can do the – the uh, uh, Hollywood let's prepare mode with the flashbangs and this and that, but you'll forget all that stuff does not work. It's got to stay simple, just simple things. When he was talking about 10 feet from the car in front, man, just that's a simple thing. And do you know right. that that happens every time? Every That girl, every time she gets to a traffic light, will go, man, my dad said 10 feet. I might not remember why, but she said 10 feet. That's the stuff. That's the stuff we got to keep simple for, for now and work into the more elaborate things later on. Yeah, exactly. Sean? Yeah, I just, uh, obviously, I, I agree with that. Um, a lot of what we do in, in security is, is the basics, thinking for the people so they can now, their eyes can be opened uh, to the things that we've shown them, and then they start spotting things on their own. You know, give them uh, right. threat assessments. So they don't even know what a threat assessment is until exactly. you start laying out for them, um, you know, the ABCs, and then they start they start keying off and picking up threat assessments on their own, and that's kind of what we're looking for. But um, to stack right. on to what Jeff said, um, to kind of put it succinctly, I think I sent this to you, Greg, the other day, and I and I, I gave it to my kids. Uh, we have a little family group message, so I can kind of send them little tidbits like this. <clears throat> so people that are listening, maybe that's something you need, a little group chat, and I always send them a daily moto thing. Or a daily tip, something that helps their day, gets their day going, gets them, you know, thinking in a in a positive direction. But I sent it to you, Greg. I know that for sure. But it was by uh, a seventh century Greek poet and soldier. Yeah, I have to look at his name because I can't ever remember. It's Archilochus. We don't we don't rise to the level of our expectations. 
we fall to the level of our training. So like Jeff was saying, it's not about all this Hollywood stuff that we're capable of doing. What are we trained to do? Because when, when the stuff hits the fan, we're going to fall That's back what on what do, we've yeah. been trained to do. Or, or we won't. You're exactly right. And, and Sean, to, to capitalize on, on that moment, Brian, uh, Brian never credits himself, and I'm talking about Brian Marin now, the, the host of the podcast and the, the directive force behind everything Arcadia Cognorati, including the website, a valued friend. Uh, uh, I remember a time in Iraq, and the commander during that incident came in and said, uh, Habub is coming. Uh, there's already people inside the wire. The alarms were sounding. We might not make it through the night passing out ammunition. The only thing that kept me from being too petrified as a civilian outside the wire that night was my training and guys like Brian Marin that had my six. And then we were in, uh, uh, Brian, I think it was CAF. It might have been Kandahar Airfield when the ring road was the surest way to get a Purple Heart and people were dying it like it was free and you were still out there providing the, the personal security detachments for some high-value individuals in that kinetic environment. I think back at those places and every time I opened my eyes, you were there. You were walking by, you were doing something, you were on the move, and I kept grinning at you and then finally said, hey, uh, you looking for a job? Because this kid, I like yeah. to cut up his jib. But what I'm trying to get at, Brian, is you too have some value, valuable points. As highly trained as you are, as highly experienced in the most kinetic environments you went into, what are one or two things that you tell your family? What are the one or two things that you do every day that, that, that you don't have to bench press 500 pounds and run a marathon? You know, we've already we've already hit on on quite a few of them, actually, Greg. It's just building in that that repetition, right? So building in uh, whatever Re- rehearsal those, and repetition, or, exactly. Yes. exactly. So once once you you set that that chain of events, so keeping with uh, I, I like uh, what Jeff said of the whole fire alarm analogy. Well, you you know you you it was annoying, you know, doing it. I liked it when those, when we hit the fire drills in school, cause it got us out of class for a little while. Cause I hated class. Right. So, so I looked forward to them, but it was always just, Hey, this is a thing we do and we're going through the motions and we did it. But, but if it ever happened, we, we, that's enough. Sometimes that's all you need. So, so little stuff that, that I always, you know, tell people do it's, it's literally what you learn in the military. What are fives and 25s? It's literally exactly first scan five meters right. around you, then go out 25 meters around you. Okay. Right. And that was for us not to step on, uh, you know, a, an improvised explosive device, but it's exactly. the same thing. It's, it's before, you know, when you, before you walk out of your house, tell them, look out the window and scan the area. Now open the door and go out. Right. Once you get in your car, scan the area. Once you drive to where you're going, stop. Stay in that vehicle because you're relatively safe in there with those doors locked. Right. It takes it a bit right. to get inside, and you just scan and you look and you go, "Hey, what what's going on here?" Okay, nothing. It doesn't take more than a second. But if you're on your phone, and I get it, you know the kids are screaming in the back yep. seat. It this is going on. You got to be somewhere. Look, it it and and. Just imagine if you step out and something catastrophic happens. The worst exactly. thing right happens. now. Yep, right yep. now, well, you know, it, it was it worth it? Was it worth that extra second? Yeah, I think it is. Because, like we always tell everyone, almost no one in the world wants to kill you. Very few people actually want exactly. to do you harm. But, but that doesn't mean it, it, it's not going to happen to you. So, just those building in those repetitions. And I know you guys, like you even said, Greg. You know, you always. I had to teach Michaeli, like you got to back in. You got to back exactly. into the driveway. You got. It's like, well, why? It's like oh, you're always like you get away faster. I was like, no, like that's a street. Okay, would you rather pull out face first onto a street 
would you rather try to back into traffic and kids run around? Like, it's just, when you look at it that way, oh, okay. And then I go into the, you know, what if I'm at a restaurant or a bar or something, I never park right out in front. I always park out, you know, around the block or somewhere so that if something happens and we need to get yep. out of here, we can boom, go. We run a block and we're in our vehicle and gone while everyone else is trying to do the mad scramble and try and get their stuff and figure it out or, you know, just little stuff like that. But, but just, just, just stop it. Stop, look, listen, smell. That's all let, you got to do. Let me throw yeah. a limited objective experiment out, a limited objective uh, experiment for our listeners, Brian. And, and it's a very simple thing that they can do this afternoon because neither of us, none of, the, none of the subject matter experts on the phone call want to have somebody be the first person to arrive at the homicide scene, especially if it's their homicide. Nobody wants to be the first person at a fatal accident, especially if you're the victim. And to do that, you have to slow time down and know when you're becoming yeah. overwhelmed. So a very quick thing to do with your significant others, with your kids or something else, is as you're driving to a location, pull over safely, stop for a second, and ask them, what street are we on? Yeah. What direction are we going? What's the address of the building we're headed to? If there was an emergency right now, where is the closest hospital, and how would we get there? Just simple things like that bring you into focus on what might occur, and it becomes a game, and you don't want to fail at a game. So it's like, where's Waldo, but everybody is where, you know, carrying guns. you got to focus, and the way to make sure that you're in the right frame of mind is just slow down for a second. Where am I right now? Where am I going? Who are the people around me that I continue to see and why? Those type of simple uh, uh, play-acting questions, I don't want to downplay how important they are, are cheap, uh, free, in fact, and it will build the confidence and the competence of the people that you're with. Because they'll never know when that next little trivia game is going to happen. They'll never know when you're pulling over, when, when you're looking at them and going, okay, what's the name of the street? Oh, you don't know? Well, do me a favor. Walk up to the street sign and come back and tell me. Those have significant consequences in, in building your, your cerebral GPS, your cognitive and, GPS. And, and, and especially with kids, man. That's why Absolutely. I bring that up again is because they learn so much faster. You know, I, when I'm teaching the little one, I'm like, man, I, 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 wish, <laughs> I wish the SEAL teams and the Green Berets and all these bad dudes could yep. learn this quickly because it would be, make my job so much easier. But, but let's not bash them. You know, one no, of the no, no, things, no, no. No, no, and I know you're not. You didn't intend it. But one of the greatest yeah. things about the SEALs, for example, uh, the same with the special forces community, everything else, I love the fact that we walk in, they throw their, their cell phones in a box, leave them outside, and they go, we're here to learn. And I've yeah. seen them, and you've seen them too. They yeah. chew up audiences. If you waste their time, they'll yeah, throw it out on your ear. They'll tell you to leave. Colonel McCoy, Brian McCoy. McCoy was legendary at 29 Palms for going up on the stage and grabbing a SME and exiting him out, saying, you're wasting the time of my Marines. Training time, rehearsal time, discussing a situation is time well spent. Yes. So so I, I think kind of the, the, the takeaways uh, that I really like from this one is uh, – you know, the three things to take away that you need to do is one, uh, I, I like to Jeff that, hey, this is this is a fire alarm. All right, we're going to practice a fire alarm. Now, it doesn't have to be an actual fire. It could be whatever that event is. So He's getting carjacked right now, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it's okay. it's, I know you're running over time, Jeff. It's only a few more the, minutes. The, the fire alarm oh, yeah, is great. Uh, number two, keep it simple and keep it personal. Yep. Right? So keep it simple with the plan and keep it personal to your family. What works for you in your environment? And number three, you know, Play the what-if game. All you got to do is play the what-if game. Hey, what if this were to happen? Hey, what if our cell phones go down? Hey, what if the power goes out? What if we're not, I'm not here at this, at this place in time when I'm supposed to pick you up? 
And it's that simple. And, and then you'll get better at that as you go along. You do those three things. I, I think, I think you're, you're, you're already off to a good start and, and kids get involved. Yeah, if I could add, uh, the, the big, biggest thing for, for me on I learn each time is pay attention. You know, you gotta, you gotta still pay attention. You gotta drop down, you know, uh, uh, all these devices and, and listen, you know, pay attention and listen. Yeah, and Brian, I'd like to just throw in a mental model. Uh, I, I know nobody is old enough here to have seen the Ed Sullivan show, but I used to watch it uh, once a week every Sunday on our gigantic black-and-white console TV that got five channels, and one of those was uh, the, the Canadian channel, and two were 25 and 56 in Detroit that wouldn't come in unless you stood on your head and had a coat hanger in your hand. But the uh, No, there's, it was 56 and 20, channel 20. But when, when you think back to that show... There was always that guy that came out, and he had these sticks, and he would twirl the stick and put a plate on it. Plate he would twirl yeah. another stick, and then he would keep yeah. all those balls in the air. That's impossible. That guy trained all his life. That's why he's yeah. exceptional. That's, That's why, why he's on the TV show. show. You yeah. got it exactly right. right. You can do maybe three things, and under stress, it's no more than three things. So right. keep a plan simple. Rehearse that plan often. And don't be hypervigilant. If you walk around scared at every shadow and hypervigilant, your life is going to be horrible. Life is wonderful. Almost nobody wants to kill you. And with a little bit of confidence, competence, through training, get ye, get thee to the dojo. Get you some training. Get a place like Acadia to come to you and teach you a couple of these simple methods. Uh, I think you're going to be better off. I think you're going to be stronger, safer, faster, smarter, and harder to kill. Yep. Well, I want to thank everyone for, for coming on tonight. I appreciate your guys' time. Uh, thanks, everyone, for out there who's listening. I uh, really appreciate that as well. Once again, if you guys have uh, need, want any more information, please, ArcadiaCognorati.com. I'll put the link up with this video. Uh, download these on iTunes, Left of Greg Podcast, and then the YouTube channel as well. Uh, you guys can go on Left of Greg Podcast on YouTube, and you can watch them. It's a little bit more interactive. You can kind of see us and get a feel for, for it a little bit better. But please comment, like, subscribe, all that, all that stuff. If you guys have any questions, it's very easy to get a hold of us. And we can do a whole podcast on on what your thoughts and questions are. So once Send again, those questions. Yep. yep. Thank you guys very much for hopping on tonight, and uh, we will see you next time. Great to see you, Sean. Great to see you, Jeff. Thanks yes, so much, thanks, Brian. Guys. Thanks, guys.